So hello, welcome to the Beats and Bleeps podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Today, my guest is Fabian, a.k.a. Foghart. How are you today, Fabian? I'm all right. Thanks, Anthony. Uh, it's nice to be here. Yeah, nice to be here as well. Um, so, I mean, generally where I I start with the questions is sort of like your origin story, how you came to working in, in music, your sort of musical journey, and then how you came to be writing a soundtrack for a, for a video game. Oh, wow. That is a question. <laughs> um, well, okay, so the best place to start, well, is obviously the beginning. But um, So I went for education, um, Did um, I did music technology at college, um, then went to university and did music production there um, um, over at Leeds. Um, and that was amazing fun. We did all kinds of modules and stuff. Um and all this time, I was—I'd been playing like a par- parallel to this. I've been playing sort of Final Fantasies and Zeldas. You know, the, the, most composers will cite one of like four or five RPGs that they that they that got them into um, game audio or you know music for video games. Um, and for me, it was Final Fantasy VIII yeah. um, alongside Zelda. And so then um, all the time I'm going through university, I've been playing these games and I'm loving them and the Pokemon games as well. Um, and I started this group called um, the RPG Music Square, which <laughs> was totally, you know, square. And it, it was square as in Square Enix as well. Like, and they had a, the Chocobo for the logo and all that jazz. And this was back when SoundCloud had groups. Okay. So there was, and I kind of made it just because I wanted somewhere to share my work and also to hear other people's, you know, things that were geared towards um, like video games. Um, and I, and I would give feedback, and people would post, and they'd give feedback, and it was a nice little community. Um, and I sort of started there. Um, and for the longest sort of time, I didn't actually work on any major projects or anything you know I, I i got roped in for a couple of projects um university projects that were kind of cool um and some people invited me to work on that on video games but unfortunately those projects didn't sort of follow through yeah um so i left uni and then for it's crazy for about 10 years i didn't do anything sort of like major in terms of video game music um i did a lot of encouraging from the sidelines um i've watched a lot of my peers from the rpg music square just go some amazing places um but I never really sort of got off the ground for me due to various things you know life and you know how, how things like that can be and so about four years ago i reconnect with an old friend um and he says, Fog, why aren't you, you know, why aren't you writing for video games? <laughs> and I was like, hmm, why aren't I? And so then I got the ball rolling, started sort of investing in, in myself a bit more and, you know, putting myself out there, showing up, um, you know, keeping tabs on new projects that are going on. Um, uh, and then was it last year the year before i've totally lost track of the years now but um basically a friend of mine a composer friend reached out to me and said hey i've got this gig that i can't take because i'm just over you know i've got too much work yeah nice things to have um you know i wreck the i recommended you for it do you, you know is it something you, you fancy giving a shot at 
And I was like, yeah, sure, you know, absolutely. You recommended me. That's a big honor. Um, so, you know, I got in touch with the developer for Doors of Trithius. Um, I pitched a, a demo track for the town theme, which is now like the full, the main theme for the town. Um, and I suppose that's how I got into my first video game. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So Doors of Trithius kind of like, getting on that kind of came back from starting a SoundCloud group however many years ago. <laughs> That's really yeah. cool. It's just like, it's one of those odd situations where it's always like, oh, you never you never think something will come of it that many years later. And then it's just... Right. Yeah. So with Doors of Trifius, um, obviously it's a roguelike um, game, kind of like a medi- medieval sort of setting. Yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> It's kind of set in a put. I want to say post-apocalyptic, but it's not apocalypse. It's more like post-magical um, disaster. Yeah. Um, the world has been, you know, hasn't heard of, of, from magic in a long time. Monsters have overrun things. There are these small little towns and hamlets, and there's the odd big town where you go in the town, and it's really sort of melancholy and you know everyone keeps themselves that sort of thing it's that kind of a a world so what was the um sort of like ideas of sound that the developer wanted for that in terms of like musical style and is there any sort of like other games or artists they they referenced so the first thing that the uh, developer came to me um and said was I'm looking for something a little bit 16-bit. Um, now, you know, <laughs> what we ended up with is nothing like that. <laughs> but it was really interesting because he came to me and, if you know, looking at the art style for the Doors of Trithius, you know, 16-bit, yeah, makes sense. You know, I see why he'd want that. Um, but I was really keen to, to break the mold of, you know, these graphics, this music. Yeah. You know, because I've seen some amazing um, sort of combinations. Um, I'm thinking like Celeste is just, it's got these gorgeous visuals and this beautiful soundtrack that is just totally not just in a box. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I kind of, I was keen, you know, first game, keen to make my mark. Um, so, you know, I branched out a little bit and little by little with each track, I did a little bit more of something else just out there. So, you know, percussion just being a bit more um, involved and, and stuff like that. And and eventually um, the developer, um, Sineso, he came to me and he sort of, well, I sent him a track and he was like, you know what? The more tracks you send me, I'm like, and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, what's he going to say? He's going to be like, no, you're going the wrong direction now. He said, the more tracks you send me, the more I'm won over by this idea of it not just being 16-bit. From here on, just take the reins, send me whatever, and let's let's just see what happens, um, which was like, that was the best thing I could have asked for. Um, so, you know, then I started sort of really really digging in to find the the dot sound um which ended up being like these sort of orchestral synths i guess people call it hybrid yeah um but kind of you see i'm, I'm i don't like genres because they, they they suggest a certain thing um but i want to say synth wave meets or like orchestral sort of thing um and and 
Yeah, that was amazing. That can that sound kind of peaked in the um, the boss track on on the album. Um, excuse me, and that was yeah, that was really fun to find. Um, yeah, it did give me some references right at the start when we started working together, and I can't for the life of me remember what they were because they're just they can't have been anything close to this. Is all I can can say yeah as i say if they've said like oh 16 bit and probably had references along that and then it's became mutated into this whole other beast it's like they're probably mm. like oh okay it sounds nothing like them now <laughs> yeah yeah it's now the you know it's now the dollar trophy sound rather than the whatever references sound they send yeah so that with um with the game so it's i've played so many games recently <laughs> and it's hard to keep track but it's um it's still in early access isn't it on Steam. it is yeah and obviously you can play a a fairly comprehensive amount of the game i imagine because mm. i'm not very good at it and didn't get very far <laughs> yeah so he's got this you know the 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 end game of of each version, if you like, is constantly moving forward. Um, so Sineso, he has this. He's really good at planning out the content and getting it out as well. So the first, when I first came on board, it was this wizard that he was like the main boss of the game. You beat him, and then you ascended, and then you started again with a different character, a different class, etc. Um, as it stands right now. Um, he is still one of the main bosses, but there are now a couple of other things to be doing as well. Um, a lot of people, a lot of the reviews have sort of been saying how, considering it's in early access, it's pretty, it's, it's quite full already of, of good content. So, which, you know, I, I'm, I think that's really, uh, that's quite an achievement for a, an early access game. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's how it is. So with um, like the game style, is that uh, like a roguelike? Is that something that you play yourself, or is that like you kind of had to learn how that? I know it's like the the game itself is kind of still fairly like RPG based, which you've got a lot of love understanding with character building and that sort of thing. But was there kind of an element of that, or? Yeah. So when I, <laughs> when I first played this game. I was like, I'm never gonna ever be good at this game because when I play RPGs, I, I'm like, I'm all for the story and I'll play through and yeah, yeah I know you, I understand the grind and all that kind of thing and sort of basic character, you know, character building. But with the Doors of Tritheus, there was an element of number crunching that kind of needed to happen to really sort of get ahead in terms of understanding everything and you know, lasting more than four days in the game, sort of thing. Um, yeah, this was, I found it a very steep learning curve, despite having played quite a few, um, roguelikes, um, and lots of RPGs. Uh, but once I got over that curve, I would, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, it's, it's so much fun to play. Yeah. I, I do. The one thing I do like about roguelikes is you can just play the game again and it'd be completely different especially with how that's yes. like procedurally generated and stuff like that i mean did mm. that like the procedurally generated stuff let like go into anything with the soundtrack where you or is it fairly set in terms of this is a theme for this area even if that area is procedurally generated 
Yeah, so I did... Um... When I sort of thought about the tracks, I'm thinking in particular of the cave tracks because each cave can be extremely different. Um, majority of the time, I was thinking of the area rather than um, you know sort of cha things changing with the procedural generation or anything like that. Um, and plus, we're working with quite a, a basic sort of um, audio engine, yeah. so there's not a lot of room for you know dynamic audio so to speak so it's been quite um, interesting to try and no matter what situation the, the generation puts in to try and capture the essence of the area yeah uh, so you know like the caves you hear the music and wherever you are in the cave on that floor you, it's going to feel like you're exploring a cave and hopefully those colors of that music are going to fit with what you're particularly doing at that time yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like I've achieved that. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't get very far. I've listened to the whole soundtrack, but it's like sometimes it's hard to kind of place it when you've not got that far. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I can imagine how this would work, and I can like visualize a sort of area, like, oh, this is a this is a town, and like as you said, like a cave. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, is, there, yeah. is there an element of like? But mainly this example of me not being very good at that kind of game where it's like oh i've wrote you know how is it about 20 tracks for it at the minute uh yeah we're up to uh 20 tracks on that one uh 18 it's 18 on the uh the first album if you like yeah and like potentially there's going to be some people that just because they're not very good like me who don't get to get to get to certain bits of the music is that sort of like oh I know, I know the whole thing of roguelike games is they are supposed to be difficult, and I mean that kind of this kind of comes down to the whole thing is like should people have like an easy mode as and mm. just so they can listen to the whole soundtrack? Is that like something that you've maybe thought of, or is it just kind of like no, the game is the game, and if people <laughs> people can appreciate that, they can still listen to it outside of the game. Yeah, yeah, there are. There are like there are some tracks that I think some people are just maybe never going to get to hear, simply because of how hard it is. Like for example, the 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 wizard boss that I was talking about earlier, he's particularly difficult to get to, and I've not made it to him yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, not made it to him, you know, playing the game through. Um, and so there are going to be tracks that people don't necessarily hear in context, um, which. Or like you know it, that does i would love it if they could just get there nice and easy um and you know there are, i have ideas about um maybe in game being able to like change the music and stuff like that but we'll have to see how that goes um but you know i suppose i hope the music's good enough that people are like you know i want to hear that boss theme yeah in context you, you know and then and then they work they get better at the game to, pl to play it but at the same time it, as someone who's more story driven it would be really nice if there was an easy but easy mode where you can just go where you want and you know what's that tower let's just go in there and listen to that music for a bit you know <laughs> just a soundtrack mode you can go to all the different areas you don't have to fight anything and just go and have a nice little explore absolutely <laughs> um i get i guess in that sort of thing as well with that type of game you die a lot and go through a lot of areas a lot and yeah. listen to the same music 
on loop is it was that sort of you kind of had to think like i need to make something that's really memorable but not necessarily that it's going to be really annoying when someone's going through the same thing for the ninth time after dying absolutely and you know both i try and keep on top of that but also sineso he regularly sort of checks in and says hey i've tried this on loop a couple of times and you know he'll say you know it sounds a bit repetitive after an hour or it might say you know it's this track just seems to go on forever and it's like fresh every time um i do try and make it so that it doesn't get boring because you know if it's boring you're not going to remember it for a start yeah but also you don't want to be in the place you don't want to be in the game if if you're hearing the same sound over and over again and it's and it's boring or even worse annoying um one thing that I sort of do to well try and do to conquer that is I try and make the music relatable. So if an area is challenging, I'll tr- I'll make the music feel challenged. You know, like from the player's point of view. Yeah. Because that way, at least there's an emotional connection, and it's like the music's not just a, a background thing. It's like it's there with you, sort of thing. That kind of just I don't know. We'll we'll see where we get with that approach. Yeah. I mean, I guess as well, like, there's not a massive amount of text or, like, story to kind of go through with, like, that you play, like, you know, you're not having long conversations with characters and stuff and things. So the music's mm-hmm. got to kind of play a part of the emotional side of it and the feel and stuff like that. So it kind of, it's kind of almost is the, the voice actors in, in inverted commas, if I wanted to be really cliché. And like I guess it's yeah. certain going back to what you said about the world, like it's a post magical disaster and that sort of bleakness. And then mm-hmm. I mean, when you say that, I just have in my my head the I think it's Final Fantasy Seven when you've you're on the world map and then when Meat is oh. there and it's got like the really sad version of the map theme. And it's just like I never. It's like oh I've. I feel miserable now. <laughs> yes, yes, it puts you right there in that in that on that map, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just like I just yeah. just hear it in my head, and it's like, oh. and then you think like, oh, I can imagine like th- that conveying that feeling of like imminent doom. Basically, is like they yeah the, that fitted really well with with Final Fantasy Seven. I mean, it's almost mm-hmm. almost like the the soundtrack for Final Fantasy games is really good, and they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah, Uematsu is is just uh, uh, yeah, he's a legend, um, and and all the others that work with you know with uh, the Square Enix games, yeah, just blow it out of the wall. I don't think I've played a Square Enix game where the soundtrack hasn't been amazing. Like they've just even even little ones like they had some like racing games on the PS2. Even the soundtracks for them are really good. <laughs> Chocobo Racing, one of the best racing experiences I've ever had, and the music is just on point. And to be fair, I know it's a lot of it's just like riffed off of the Final Fantasy stuff, but absolutely, you know, you're totally right. Any any Final Fantasy music, like, is going to be good music. Yeah. So far, at least. Well, we'll find find out again soon. Oh yes, sixteen, so, right? Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I mean. I can almost justify buying a PS5 for it. Right, I know. I need, I and I don't have a five either. I'm on an Xbox, so I'm, I'm like, hmm. 
do I really need that money? <laughs> it made it that it literally made my decision. Like, if I was going to get an Xbox or a PS5, it's like, oh yeah, I, that's made it. It's like if if it wasn't exclusive, yeah. then it would have been like, yeah, I'll go with either. It's like, yeah, that's done. So, um, in terms of like your creative process, so if we take example of like the um, you're talking about like the boss theme from the wizard fight. Mm. Was that like you knew that was going to be for the fight, uh, the boss battle against the wizard? Where would you go from like that sort of brief to actually starting writing a track? Is it something you start at your computer or like do you have like a preferred instrument you just kind of like noodle around on? Mm. So usually when I get a reference, when I get a track, um, and I'll ask for various bits of information like what's going on. You know how high stakes is it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And for this particular track, um, which is the zenith on the album, um, you know, at that at that point in time, it was the biggest fight in the game. Um, so straight away, I then what I do is I go and look for musical references to use just to get my ears in the right place yeah. um and to get me sort of thinking down the right kind of path so you know the battle uh, you know battle tracks um and obviously being a final fantasy player um there were quite a few final fantasy battle tracks that um i sort of used as references um as well as um you know a couple of the different games uh one of the references being uh, the original battle theme um from uh, the original Final Fantasy, yeah, uh, the, which is how it translates into what it is now. I don't, I can't, I couldn't tell you that, <laughs> but it, it that was like the the concrete at the bottom that I sort of built on, um, and then worked. For, I worked with sort of, I wanted that feeling in there, so and that's kind of where it went from there. And then I'll start and I'll put a little idea down. I might start with a melody, um, and just sketch that out a bit. And then I'll get the the main chords down. I'll I'll work out the sections, you know, where where the sections sort of want to transition to. Um, and at at one point, they'll then start thinking about right, how long is this track, and is it long enough? You know, I then start thinking about it being boring on repeat or on that kind of thing. So, is it long enough? Does it need to be longer so that it, you know, it's less boring if when it's got more different changes in it? Um, with the Zenith track in particular, I did the whole thing, um, and I was going to put guitars in it, and instead, just just as a sort of a substitute, I put in this synth um, with a synth with an arpeggio um, towards the end of it. Yeah, and it, it kind of um, it stole the show. <laughs> It was a really happy accident because it was just placeholder, and then I was like, "Whoa, actually, that sounds much better than what I've got going on in my head. <laughs> Let's go with that," you know. Um, and there's a there's a lot of happy accidents in, in in composing where you'll just flick across a sound, thinking, "Oh, that name looks really not like anything I'm after," but I'll just press it because I'm going past, and it'll blare this really nice gritty sound or whatever out, and you're like, "Ho ho, you've been hiding. Where have you been?" I'm, that's going in the track, you know. Um, and that's kind of how it works. And then I'll, you know, I'll send that off to Sineso, um, to a couple of friends, just to get some feedback, see what they think of it. Um, and then obviously mix and master it, and 
jobs are done. So, I mean, is that the same for like pretty much any of the tracks, or does it vary if depending on the? It track can or... vary a little bit. Yeah, it can vary a little bit. So, if there's some artwork, I work really well with art um, as references. So, um, if there's a bit of artwork to use, um, I'll use that. Or for a lot of these tracks, what I did was I went into the game and checked out the area, you know, in game, yeah. um, played around in there, and just sort of like. I often had it because I've got the I've got dual screen, so I'd have the game open there, Cubase open here, and then and then I'd I'd have that there, and, and you know I'd work that way. Um, some of the tracks literally just kind of poured out in a couple of hours, yeah. and some of the tracks took days before they were written. Um, I wish they were all like a couple of hour tracks because. <laughs> You know, they're, um, it'd make my job easier. But, yeah, it's always interesting. I some, It's kind of crazy because I feel like sometimes, well, a lot of the time, I'll start an idea and then it's like you've planted a seed and then suddenly it grows and it just keeps growing and you're, like, along for the ride just being pulled by this seed, this plant, that's this beast that's grown. Um, I find that happens with a lot of tracks, quite a few of these tracks in particular. Um, I, would, I do want to mention um, also, I did collaborate with Seneso for a couple of these tracks. He actually plays piano himself and he, oh, he does cool. a bit of writing. And he was thinking of, you know, maybe writing it himself, the whole soundtrack. Um, but obviously, being a solo dev, he's got his hands quite full. Um, but there's a couple of tracks on here. So, like the Doors of Tritheus um, and the Evergreen track were both sort of ideas and melodies that he threw to me and was like, you know, this this might be, work well for this. And then we've, we've ended up going with it. Um, so sometimes it's, you know, built up. Sometimes it just flows straight away. Sometimes it's a collaboration. Each track probably, you know, not to sound cliche or anything, but, you know, each track seems to start a bit differently. Yeah. I mean, I think that. If if you kind of have like the same sort of process, stuff could end up sounding like a bit samey in terms of like not necessarily sounds, but like maybe like structure of the the piece and things yeah. like that. Because it's always like, yeah. oh, I need like I need to think about having an A bit, a sort of like chorus and inverted it, covers, and then it's just like everything's got the same structure. And yeah. then if you kind of go back to the thing of like you know listening to other things to kind of get like inspiration not necessarily from the sound but it's like oh i like how they've gone from like that transition to that section and stuff like that mm. so with you mentioned um the developer like played some of the piano is uh, on some of the tracks is the soundtrack predominantly is that like um something like computer sample based or is there is there much live instrumentation in that so the majority of this soundtrack currently is uh, sort of sample based, yeah. um, and so we've synths in it because that's that's kind of like the the sound formula, if you like, for the game. Um, I am currently in the process of writing the next batch, so to speak, of music, um, and I, you know, I do want to get some some live instruments in there. Um, so 
well, you'll have to have a listen. You'll find out when that comes out, <clears throat> if I manage that. <laughs> so when's, is there any sort of, like, planned dates for, like, the next thing, or is it just a case, like, the next sort of segment of the game, or is it just a case of when it's done? So at the moment, with the way that um, Sinesso is running the early access, um, there's a, a big update uh, sort of every couple of months. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's every month, like it'll go month to month, and then there might be a gap of three or four months whilst he's getting everything ready for the next release. Um, so actually some music from the next album um is already in the game okay uh, in the early access game and you know if you go through and, and and play for certain sections you can already hear it which is pretty cool i like the idea of that i think that works well um yeah yeah <laughs> that that disappeared and, and is there sort of like uh again you might not know because obviously just doing the music side of it rather than the development is there sort of like a overall scale for how like much there's going to be or is it just a case of you know keep adding bits until it's satisfied or so there is a rough sort of scale yeah um and he's and sinessa's talked to me about it um a few times and what we've got so far is about 10% of his sort of bigger image yeah. of where he wants it to be in terms of the content, the, you know, the um, accessibility, the way it plays. And he's kind of keen to get, cause it's procedurally generated. There's a big challenge in getting storyline sort of stuff into the dungeons and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, he's keen to try and get that working really well and get a formula going there for, for, so he can build on that in the future. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff. Um, I've just finished writing a boss track for a whole side story yeah. and it's, 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 it's powerful. Um, there's some really moral stuff going on in there. You know, you're going to be questioning, oh, do I do that? Or what, you know, what am I doing sort of thing? Am I, am I really doing this? Um, and it's totally, you know, player choice as well, because you'll get there and you can either do A or B. Um, and the outcome then lasts for the rest of the game. But it's it's he's got some big plans, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. And obviously nice to be in a position where, you know, there's going to be more to come as well. Mm, absolutely so with with your with yourself um just like on a day-to-day basis what sort of like music do you listen to and like what sort of like some of your influences like bands or artists or composers mm-hmm. so um being a final fantasy fan um i listen to a lot of the final fantasy soundtracks particularly um the final fantasy 14 stuff um because um soken is just knocking it out the park with every every game update um get a lot of inspiration from there um as well as uh a lot of other video game soundtracks like chrono trigger um I'm playing a mobile game at the moment, uh, Alchemy Stars, and the composer for that is sh- she's phenomenal. Um, she's got this sound that I really want to try and capture. Yeah. That she just it sounds so effortless, and I'm like, what are you doing there? How can we work with that? Um, uh, that's a Sammy Tachibana. Um, 
Yeah, my listening these days is mostly video game music, uh, near uh, stuff. Um, I like the Sonic soundtracks. They're so cool. Uh, I love that Scar sort of thing going on with the adventure games and that. Um, in terms of bands, I really, really like Muse. Yeah. Um, uh, you may have heard of Enter Shikari. Yeah. yeah. Um, Angels and Airwaves for that adventure sort of sound, you know. Um, and then I think everybody's been through the whole uh, sort of Blink-182 and My Chemical Romance and Avril Lavigne, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, currently, I'm listening to the Alchemy Stars uh, soundtrack because I'm trying to decode what's going on in there. <laughs> so that's like a multifaceted kind of thing. Like you listen to it to enjoy it, but also like from a from a technical perspective yes i've got to be careful though because it's very hard having done music technology um and i did live live sound engineering for a number of years it's very hard to switch off the engineer brain (laughs) so i'll be listening to something um just in the car or it'll come on like my wife will put it on in the car and i'll be picking it apart in my brain and i'll slip up and i'll say it out loud (laughs) and she's like what are you talking about wonder how they mic those drums up <laughs> right absolutely or we'll go to a, like an event like a, a venue um to watch a band or even, even just a public speaker and before anyone does anything before someone unmutes anything she's like fabian don't start <laughs> because <laughs> i can't turn it off yeah it's uh, i always have that thing in my head when it's like especially when you go to a gig which i've not been to one in ages probably probably for good measure but it's like yeah. Especially a small one where you can kind of get like quite up to the place. Like, oh, I wonder what wonder what pedals they've got on their pedal board, and wonder how they've yeah. mic the drums up. And it's just like uh-huh. not just not just enjoy the music. Like, right? Nope, <laughs> can't now. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's what I imagine scientists, like math, genius mathematicians, to be like whenever they see an angle, just like all these numbers <laughs> flashing about, and it's like all these angles, like mics. Hmm, you know, oh, what's that sample? Oh, I've heard that sample before. I bet that's from this library yeah <laughs> uh yeah it's it's hard to turn that stuff off if you've if you've kind of kind of been like ingrained and trained to kind of think that way it's a bit like uh mm. i need to actually just listen to it for enjoyment especially if you want to listen to it not for the the production side of it more the composition mm. side of it yeah yeah i've um i've started playing well i say i've started i'm about 200 hours into xenoblade chronicles 3 um and I've had to fight very hard to just appreciate the music rather than thinking, oh, that was a nice riff. How, you know, let's, because I ain't got the soundtrack physically, I can't like just rewind either. So yeah. I think that's helping a little bit. I'm not like pausing it to go back, but yeah, just, you know, and with the sound design and stuff, I find very hard not to analyze everything and actually just focus on the story. Yeah. I mean, I had to, uh, take a self-imposed break from Xenoblade Chronicles 3 just because it's like I want to I wanna be able to immerse myself in it and I don't have enough time at the minute to do it and it's like yeah and then yeah. it's like you've just said 200 hours it's like I made the right decision <laughs> you did I've not even got to the last battle yet <laughs> and I'm still like finding new things yeah I it's when I when I finished well both when I finished the first and 
second ones, my immediate thought afterwards is like, I want to play it again because I'm sure there's stuff I've missed. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they... I think because the... I mean, this may just be myself. The Wii one, uh, the first you know, Blade Chronicles was kind of... On the Wii, it was a bit sort of like missed out and came, yeah. became a bit of a cult classic. So when like yeah. my first sort of experience in playing... As you know, I played two first when it came out of the Switch, and I was just like, "Where has this mm. been hiding? This is this is outrageous! Like this, like every part of it, like the game world, all the titans, all the yes characters, all the races, the accents, yeah. oh, the accents, oh the accents. <laughs> but like, yes. it's just like the soundtrack. It's like this is this is like amazing. It's like mm-hmm. I never, I never thought I, and this is personal opinion not to be classed as fact in any way but i never thought i would like think oh there's a rpg series that i actually prefer more than final fantasy yeah right and it's it's happened but we'll uh, final fantasy's got 16 coming out so we'll see what happens with that yeah let's see if they can knock the xenoblade off of its perch yeah. for you we'll see um so other than other than spending 200 hours playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3. <laughs> Is there any other games you've been playing at the moment that you're particularly enjoying? Um, so I've been playing the uh, Alchemy Stars mobile game, yeah. um, which is really interesting. I've not really played out like that before. Um, I was playing Genshin Impact for a little while, and I kind of just got a bit bored of it, not because it's not a great game, yeah. but it it got to the point where I was so far behind that to access anything that they announced, I had to play like for a couple of weeks straight. Yeah. So I, I kind of just had to make a decision, you know, I'm no longer invested in this. So stop feeling bad about missing it, <laughs> you know? Um, and what else am I playing? You know, I'm playing, it's kind of, at the moment that's it because time yeah (laughs) um i'd love to have a go at the new square game harvestella is it yeah um on the switch was just here's a game so i went into a game shop and said oh that game looks like it's a square enix rp oh it is where did this come from (laughs) yeah 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 um and there's that and and I'm a big fan of the Star Ocean um, games. I've not played all of them by any stretch of the imagination, but the ones I have played, um, I've really enjoyed. So I downloaded the demo for the new Star Ocean. Um, I've played like the first 10 minutes of it, which seemed good so far. I I just need to get back around to it. Maybe I need to do what you've done and say, right, Xenoblade, you're going away for a month. (laughs) I mean, if you're... Well, theoretically that close to the end of the game potentially but then also it's that like oh I can finish the main storyline but then if I do that will I go back and do all this other stuff I want to do and then that's like that's the worry for me it's not even a worry it's like a compulsion that I have to go through and work find all the amazing little storylines because they're all so like minute but they're so good yeah um, and I, I and I've got massive FOMO for for that kind of thing. I just, I have to do all of it now before I get to the end or I'm worried I'm just not going to go back and, and I'm going to miss it. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that I really enjoyed about Xenoblade Chronicles as well is the fact that the side quests aren't just, go here, beat these enemies. Yeah, some of them are, but there's also like somewhere they've got like 
actual big bits of the story that's not necessarily the main bit but like kind of gives you more background of yeah the different sort of kind of like sub characters and stuff in the game like i think two did it really well with the um like you kind of had like a lot of missions from just the the blades some some of them just like really like these are characters that some people might not even get to play as in the game and there's a good like five six hour side quest from it yeah so you can imagine i sat there and spammed sort of getting new blades until i actually ended up with i want to say most of the 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 key ones i I don't remember if i made it to all of them Uh, i think there's it's one of those where you just kind of never know it's like oh I'll, I'll, I'll try and get them all and it's like you look at it, it's like i've played 350 hours of this and i still don't have yeah. them all it's like when's yeah. when's enough is enough <laughs> yes absolutely um so let's go to some quick fire questions and put you on the okay. spot with, with some things so sure just the literally the first thing that comes to mind so your favorite game of all time oh <laughs> how do i choose I know. Um, of all time um the two games flash up in my mind one is ocarina of time yeah and the other is star ocean the second story yeah which was out on the ps1 yes <clears throat> definite rpg classics everyone should play them absolutely um, and then following on that, from that your favourite musical artist composer band of all time of all time uh, again oh you see if you just said like oh, your favourite artist and then like well X, Y and Z but all time uh, it's going to be um, I have to say uh, Nobuo Uematsu yeah for his Final Fantasy stuff just saving square for a start was amazing and then uh well i didn't i say he saved square in in five fantasy one but i suppose it was a joint effort yeah. support you know we'll we'll give him that <laughs> <laughs> a joke of course <laughs> uh yeah good shout i mean definitely from the your sort of origin story it's his influence has been a big part of of your musical journey yeah. as well so yeah absolutely and there are loads more that i would love to name but you said all-time favorite and i have yeah. to pick one so yeah. no no cop-outs no oh i'll name five you've got to go for just one <laughs> and then your favorite game soundtrack of all time hmm. okay um uh-huh I just don't want to say one. Um, <laughs> let's go with let's go with Final Fantasy Nine. Okay, because it was quite different from the previous soundtracks. Yeah, I mean, I did uh, my sort of like upbringing with Final Fantasy is like it started on the PlayStation, so I played seven and eight, and they're both kind of that like futuristic y techie stuff and then nine yeah. is kind of like takes you back to that medieval sort of thing and it's like i just really like yeah like even the intro intro, the intro music it's just like that nice sort of like oh, mm. this is this is a whole different whole different vibe absolutely but, yeah. absolutely okay good shout i 
when I do these questions, I have to like think in my head, what would I say? And I, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's like I, I even try to decide between those like Final Fantasy seven, VII, eight, and nine, which one's my favorite soundtrack of those three is difficult enough. Yeah, absolutely. Because eight was my next one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just remember getting the demo for final fantasy 8 and it had that the sort of mission where you're on the boat and it's got the i think the yeah. piece is called the landing and it's just like this really yes. sort of like action like film kind of-esque kind of thing absolutely really really cool and that that sort of like section just like really stuck with me from from that game yeah there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting bit of trivia for those who don't know. That mission, um, which is the um, the Dolit sort of landing mission, the music for that in the demo was switched for the main game. Okay. So it's worth going and finding that if you can, because it's a banger of a track as well. Ah, did not know that. I'm going to have to yeah, try have and... a look. I'll, I'll see if I can send you the link at some point. Yeah. It's good. Oh, yeah, I, that, that's probably easier than me trying to go on eBay and find demo discs of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. And then in a similar soundtrack sort of uh, mode, um, your favourite film and or TV soundtrack. Okay, so I feel... Does, anim, does do anime movies count? Because yeah, that's yeah. kind of... Those are my jam. Those are my films. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Spirited Away. There's yeah. something about the track One Summer's Day that's just always stuck with me. Yeah. It's just this nice casual piano piece. But at the same time, there's something right, really deep and emotional about it. Yeah. yeah. Probably that, the, the Spirited Away soundtrack. Again, similar sort of thing to the Final Fantasy stuff. Wouldn't like to try and pick a favourite Studio Ghibli film soundtrack. <laughs> no, right. Uh, yeah. His actually is just amazing. Yeah, all, well, as I say, all bangers. Not necessarily bangers, but they're all amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. And then finally, the quickfire questions, your favourite individual song or piece from a game soundtrack? <sighs> from a game soundtrack... One of the most impacting soundtracks I ever listened to was the um, Nier Automata yep. soundtrack. And there are so many tracks on there that just hit you emotionally. Um, for me, it was the... Um, so when you go to... There's like a camp... And there's a track called Peaceful Sleep that just plays on loop. It's um, this nice guitar, nylon guitar string thing that's picked. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, I'm saying that right. And I'm changing my mind right now. <laughs> it is the um, Song of the Ancients, but the um, uh, particularly the Devola version. Just so beautiful, and the original one as well, not the the new one that uh, the remastered version. Yeah, just something about the strange percussion in that that just really, I could listen to that on repeat all all the time. Yeah, I mean, is that just, the one when you're in the Temple of the Ancients, or am I thinking of something else? Um, it's the one that Devola plays in what's now known as Nier. Um, oh, sorry, uh, I'm thinking of something uh, completely different replicant is it um, um but she's um she's sat on 
um, in this middle of this field, and ah, she's just okay. sat playing guitar. Um, but it's so powerful because the song of the ancients plays throughout the uh, both games. Yep. There's two games to it, and the story of the twins is particularly powerful. Um, and I think that's why that's for me that track really brings it home. Yeah, I mean, this is where it's like, oh, take away my gamer card. I've not played like near or 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 the. Um, well, the, ori- the original one that's now near Replica. Yeah, I haven't actually played that one. So. Four, seven, twenty, nine hundred, lots of things. But yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's on my list. and Hey, everyone's got a list and yeah. <laughs> everyone's only got so many hours in the day, <laughs> you know, got to pay the bills. So I don't think anybody, if, if anybody has not played that game, I don't think it's a, a Revoki Gamer Card situation. I think it's a please find some time for yourself to experience this masterpiece yeah sold <laughs> but yeah so that's the uh, end of the quick fire questions we kind of like covered your origin story and your your present so mm. in terms of work in the future obviously more doors of trifius absolutely coming out is there anything else you've got in the pipeline at all or is it just more um, of that so i've i'm a big i take part in a lot of game jams yeah um, and I only realized a couple of months ago that I have quite a catalog of tracks that nobody's heard outside of these game gems. Yeah. So I'm thinking about, um, I'm just gearing up to release a game jam album, if that's a thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's another thing that's coming out at some point. Are they, with with them, are they any, um, any of those game jams where the, there's like a playable game or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'll have to. That's one thing I want to try and do is sort of link that into the album and yeah. probably have the game title or something in the, in the titles and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Because obviously it's nice to obviously nice to listen to it, but also nice to to play. I know sometimes game jams, it's like it's always like ah, oh, it can be not a fully functioning thing, and at the yeah, end of it, yeah. but obviously it's still yeah. still fun to play. And I mean, in terms of people keeping up with yourself, um, Twitter the best place for that? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter, at Foghat. Um, I also have a website, which um, is a Wix site, so that's a long name. Um, <laughs> and then if you um, you can also find me on Spotify, uh, Foghat, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. Excellent. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of brought me to the end of the questions I had for yourself, Fabian. Is there anything you'd like to talk about at all? Uh, you know what? It's been such a good conversation. We've kind of covered everything. Excellent. I like being thorough. <laughs> Very yeah. thorough. But yeah, I really appreciate um, really appreciate your time and chatting with myself and best of luck for the future. I'll see how Thank far I much. can get in Doors of Trifius without raging that i'm awful at it <laughs> yeah you yeah. need some advice hit me up <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be a good idea but yeah uh, thank you very much hi thank you and i'd once again like to thank fabian for taking time out of his schedule to chat to myself as always beats and bleeps will be back next thursday the 10th of november with another episode and another wonderful guest I would like to take the time to thank you very much for listening and supporting the podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day.